This is Hitting the Mark, conversations with founders and investors about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success. With your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Garhalter. Welcome to episode number two of Hitting the Mark. Thanks to all of you who listened to the first episode and jumped right onto the bandwagon. I'm very appreciative of all of you early adopters. See, one of the things that I want to do with Hitting the Mark is cover the entire spectrum of entrepreneurs. From solopreneurs to Silicon Valley unicorns, from food and beverage to apps and from packaged goods to VR, AI, and anything in between. I'm interested in how these founders and investors shape offerings into brands people admire. So I'm thrilled to zigzag from the last episode's LA-based Factory Direct platform founder to a consumer packaged goods solopreneur from Phoenix, Arizona. My guest this week is Ginger Price, or Dr. Ginger, to use her preferred brand name. Dr. Ginger Price was a leading cosmetic dentist for over 30 years. In 2014, she created a unique line of coconut oil oral care products that are all natural, delicious, and fun to use. She saw not only a gap in the market as far as coconut oil toothpaste was concerned, but also noticed that there were no brands with a female founder in that industry. Thus, Dr. Ginger was born, and here she is. Welcome, Dr. Ginger. Thank you, Fabian. Well, thanks for making it. I really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. So tell us a bit about Dr. Ginger's from dentist to coconut oil-based consumer products. And please, why is it delicious? Because I learned from a young age that you shall not swallow your toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, of course, being a dentist for so many years, I, I really noticed that uh, people were, they were always asking me, what brand, what should I be using? And we used to sell products in the dental practice, but often people would come back and say, oh, yeah, you gave me that bottle of stuff, and I think I used it once. So that coupled with people wanting to get away from fluoride and wanting to go more natural, and as well with the phenomena of oil pulling, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. tell <laughs> us. Tell us. Yeah, I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you right in the tracks there. What is oil pulling for those not familiar with the technique? Because I heard some wonderful things about it. Yes. Yeah, so it's actually a technique that goes back thousand years to Ayurvedic, one of the Ayurvedic practices, and that is where you take just straight coconut oil and swish it between your teeth. Hence the pulling. You know, you're pulling it back and forth between the teeth, mm-hmm. but it requires, they say, a 15-minute process to really get a result. And the claims are that it reduces inflammation. And some people even go so far as to say that it reduces whole body inflammation. You know. Yeah. But most people that I know will say, oh, yeah, you know, I tried that once (laughs) (laughs) yeah 15 15 minutes minutes right that's a a pretty mighty time time. yeah but it does work and so 
I had patients coming in saying, hey, I'm doing that oil pulling thing. What do you think? How do my gums look? And uh, so I, I kind of looked into the marketplace, realizing that even if you are a dedicated oil puller, you still want that toothpaste mouthwash experience, right? Yeah. So I really, I didn't find anything that had coconut oil as a key ingredient in the oral space. So I decided to make my own. <laughs> you know, that's what one has to do, right? If it yes. doesn't exist, you got to do it. Yep. Yeah. So basically patients kind of brought the idea to me and uh, that's how it got rolling. So, I mean, I have tons of respect, Ginger, for, for anyone creating actual physical products, but even more so if they're consumable, quote unquote, and even more so if they show provable results or at least have to. So what was that journey from that idea to actually a consumer picking up a tube of toothpaste like? Um, was there one big breakthrough moment that where you felt like this really propelled the startup into into an actual brand? Yes. Well, I would say it was a couple of things. Uh, I had the idea, and like a lot of us, we get many ideas and they come and go, but this idea persisted. And as I looked into it, uh, I realized quickly that I needed a formula. And I was very lucky to find a uh, dentist. He's a dentist and a PhD chemist in Florida, Dr. Martin Ginniger, oddly one letter off from my name. <laughs> and he, when I conveyed what I was looking for, you know, I wanted something fresh, coconutty, minty, all natural. He nailed the toothpaste formula on the very first try. He just oh, got wow. it. Yeah. And two tries on the mouthwash, not too bad. So, uh, so then <clears throat> once we had actually right about the time we had our formulas, I knew we needed some branding and I had some experience with branding in my dental practice, uh, because well, year, years ago, I'll go back quickly in the dental medical space, you got out of school and you know, you had a white card with some black font on it and mm. maybe you had two choices of font. There was no branding, <laughs> right? But that kind of all changed around, oh, I'd say 2004, 2005, when cosmetic dentistry became more mainstream. And uh, so that's when I kind of got into branding the dental practice. So like I say, a little bit of experience with that. And then I was extremely fortunate in that my son is an industrial designer. So he was actually still in school at Arizona State University when I started the, you know, I got the formulas and he's, he's basically, he said, I want to be the brand manager. And uh, I said, oh, I don't know. You're still in school. I don't know if you have time. He goes, no, 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 I'm, I'm in. <laughs> that is so, so wonderful. Isn't that cool? That is really, really cool. So, yeah. so, so he was he was the one that actually helped craft your brand, you know, the logo and the packaging. And, and I mean, with, with, with consumer goods, the packaging is so important, as you know. Oh, yeah. 
Did you so go important. through a lot of iterations? Like, did you actually test on the shelves? And and I know a lot of entrepreneurs do that, where they sneak into the store where they really want to be in, but they're not in there yet. And then they kind of like put their product in between other products. And then they just kind of like quietly watch how consumers stop or don't stop. Or did you do anything sneaky like that? No, I, I, I've never heard of that, actually. <laughs> Which makes you even uh, more successful because it must have worked the first, the first time around. Or you had to trust the brand manager because he was your son. So there's no way out of that. Well, you know, he had the vibe right away. I, I knew um, that I, I wanted to use my name. You know, it's just kind of a fun name. And I had used it, uh, well, it was slightly different in my dental practice, but uh, but he, you know, being a young designer, had his finger on the pulse of what brands were doing. And he showed me a bunch of examples. Uh, we, we went for a kind of a, a retro, natural look. But if you read the copy, there's a lot of fun in there, a lot of energy. So uh, how he and I work, he, he will throw something down you know, do a mock-up or, or we'll screen share and I'll say, well, that looks great, but how about moving this over here or, you know, so we kind of go back and forth like that, but he had the, the concept really from the get-go. And, and, you know, I, I don't know you well, right? We, we, we ran into each other, I think, about a week ago um, at a conference, and we talked maybe, maybe 15, 20 minutes. But it seems that, sure. th that you have a very specific uh, personality, a very, you know, fresh, you know, out, you know, outgoing personality. And it seems like as I, as I you know, did a deep dive into your brand yesterday um, before this podcast, um, I felt that in the copy, it really sounds and feels like it's you. But 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 you're saying that it's actually your son who who writes the copy. He writes the copy, yeah. He but of course he knows me, but he's the one that comes up with, like one of my favorites is the story about me locking myself in the lab with a bag of coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, every everybody knows it didn't quite go down like that, but it it just makes you smile. Yeah. So that was that's our goal. With, it, with the branding. It is a very fun-induced brand, even though it is such a dangerous line between having a product that people want to make sure it really, really works, right? I mean, you know, it's their teeth and it's their health. And, and, yes. and, then, and then having... Having a dentist, which usually can be seen as a little bit intimidating, um, but 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 yet you come with this, you know, very joyful, very fun brand personality, and I think it works really well. Um, I'm I, I I really like how all of that comes together. But there's there's one thing that I have to ask you, and I'm sure a lot of listeners by now yes. are wondering: there is no ginger in Dr. Ginger's products, right? <laughs> so, well, and you know, it's interesting that you say that because. Uh, we had one other, iter our original iteration, uh, the first uh, mark that we had, we hit Natural Expo West with it, which is the largest natural It's big. It's show very big. Yeah. in the world. And um, actually, that, just to di digress a little bit, that was, that was the time when we knew we really had something. Because before that, you know, patients were buying it, but... They already like me, right? <laughs> but at the show, 
we had a setup where people could live sample the mouthwash. And so we, we went through five gallons of mouthwash and 99% of people were like, oh, wow, that is different. Oh, that's but amazing. There, yeah, it, it was very, it was really fun. <clears throat> but because the doctor and the gingers weren't connected the way they are now, uh, actually, the mark that's still on our toothpaste tube was our initial. People really saw the gingers and not knowing me yet, they thought it was ginger flavor. Correct. And yeah. so we got some commentary and we went back to the drawing board and the mark that you see today was a result of, of that feedback. So with the mark today, um, you basically included more of the coconut illustration and Dr. Chinges is still very pronounced, which it has to be because it's the brand name, but you added the, the coconut element into, into the identity. Well, the coconut was there, but um, the DRX and the RX, of course, harkens back to the old symbol for pharmacies, like from the 50s. Right. But that was above the gingers and so you didn't see it as a connected thing the same way as it is now so it created some confusion i see i see oh okay so so i think the message there is that as good as you think you've got it you have to be willing to take feedback and make slight corrections there's no harm in that you know absolutely Absolutely. Always, always, always go back and always iterate, always iterate, even, even when you think you're doing, you're doing really well on the shelves. Um, how, and this is obviously, you know, this is the billion dollar question. How did you get, <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a couple of those, but, but I think this is really one that, that fascinates me personally. How did you get it on the shelves? Because now I know that you're in about 75 retailers, you're going to hit some really big milestones next year with, I think you're going to be in about 485 Target stores. You're going to be in Whole Foods yes. at some point next year. So this is a brand that that I'm, I'm just so excited to have you on right now because I know you are going to, you know, be be very big. I mean, it just has to work that way looking at 2019 for you. But that, where did it start? Like, what was the first shelf you got into and, and how did you hustle your way onto that shelf? <laughs> I know you did. You had to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, yes, there always is a lot of hustle, isn't there? <laughs> uh, well, I would say, um, like I say, going back to my dental practice, we, you know, we had a nice lab there, and we had the mouthwash in all of our restrooms and every sink where patients can do a little, you know, rinse after a process. So we were getting great feedback, um, but. <clears throat> I would say I just stumbled onto a book by the Kind founder, Daniel, mm. and I kind I bars, stumbled right? on his last name. Yes, Lepisky. I, I'm not pronouncing his last name right, but I read his book, and he talked about Natural Product Expo West. I'd never heard of it, and I thought, well, this we need to be there. So... Having a little booth at Natural Product, or the Expo West, they call it, um, that launched us. We met tons of uh, retailers, and of course, you know, just uh, organic. Organically, you're meeting people that are going to go to Amazon to buy the product. 
So that is really what got us started. And, you know, then, then from there, uh, you know, you're just following through, contacting people. Um, like you say, it, it, it really is, it's just a hustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it wasn't, but, it wasn't the one, the one shelf that, 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 you know, made it. It was basically the expo that made it. Like you, you had, you had your products already on your website and you had it on Amazon and, and your, your yes. clients, uh, because you, you were at that point still a, a practitioner, um, a dentist yes. and you, you sold your products to your customers. And then afterwards the word spread and some people start buying it on Amazon, but that expo really suddenly exposed you to a lot of buyers. And from there on it really, kind of like catapulted yes it really did and what's been interesting with the brand because we really we saw this product as i mean i i visualized it being on the shelves of whole foods right but it's it's we've found that it's sort of lapped over as a little bit of a hipster brand so one of our big uh retailers is Urban Outfitters, you know, Urban Outfitters, Free People, uh, Tilly's. So, it, you know, it was unexpected, but that's what's, that's what's happening. So people resonate with the look of it, the, the feel of the branding. And then as the story goes, the branding gets you off the shelf for the first time, but the taste gets you back for a second purchase. <laughs> right. That, that's right. That That's right. So, so because in addition to that we what we were really trying to do is disrupt natural a little bit and I, i'm not downing any brands but the, a lot of it is super boring right now and the taste it's almost as if people think if it doesn't taste a little awful it's not helping you <laughs> so we we took It, like I say, I don't mean to be, I'm not being negative. But oh, please, it's only it's, you and I. There's, you know, you can, you can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't even really like tea tree oil in my shampoo, let alone in my toothpaste. But, you know, there's a <laughs> lot of ingredients like that where you kind of have to hold your nose and brush. So our products, people tell us, oh, my God, you got to make that mouthwash in a bigger size because every time I walk past it, I have to have another swig. <laughs> so that's why you say it so. tastes good because people can't get enough of it. It's really what, what lingers in your mouth afterwards. It's, it's just so different. It's not as, it's not as, as um, you know, strong and overwhelming as usual mouthwash where afterwards yes. you can't have breakfast and you don't enjoy your coffee, right? Um, exactly. Which, of course, I can't talk about coffee with a dentist. That's just a big no-no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is... So So this is a, this is a, an interesting point now. So so suddenly you're actually marketing, right? I mean you're you're at a point yes. where where I mean you tell your brand story obviously on your website. There's there's a huge amount of very personal like tongue in cheek videos that you do about every single product. Um, but which outlets work best for you when you actually market yourself? Like are you, which social media outlets or or where are you? How how what are your tricks? Share some tricks. Uh, well of course. Instagram is just a great format. We have a daily posting on Instagram and a growing following. Uh, so that, I mean, Instagram is kind of a big center, I think, today for brands. Uh, of course, we're on Facebook, but Facebook uh, isn't as strong right now, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Uh, so, and then, of course, 
Amazon is a, a really lucky thing for a young brand now because you, you can be on there with a very low risk factor and create a lot of creative, your own following there. So do you have a it, team? It's, it's just a neat time. Yeah. Do you have a team that helps yes. you with those efforts or is it, is it, oh, is it yes. your, your son and he's still slaving away and that's it? <laughs> <laughs> well, my son actually is living in Australia currently and he's still our brand manager, but he works for a design firm in Brisbane. Oh, fantastic. So right now we, we work remotely on everything, but he still does all the photography and, you know, any ad changes, that kind of thing. But I'm super lucky because I have a three-person team, and they all came with me from the dental practice. So we'd all work together for some of us as long as nine years, and it's just great because we all have a, a comfort level. Um, they understand. Well, one thing I, I did want to say is, you know, a brand is more than just a pretty mark that you stick on something. It's it's about how you behave, you know, the values that you stand for. Uh, and so really quality, customer service, the fun vibe, all of that is part of just who, we, who the team is. And uh, so as we grow, it'll be, it'll be important to acquire new people that, that fit with the values. And I cannot stress how important that is that you just said, um, you know, the, the idea that you actually took employees that you knew were, were sharing the same values of yours and, and want to see that brand succeed and, and how that culture actually completely educates um, a customer's reaction to your to your product like it, it really it is such a huge part of branding and no one talks about it it's kind of like it's company culture but here's a team of three four people and you you're pushing so hard and, and it's so personal and now you're going to be in like target and whole foods and i think a lot of it is because you you knew who to keep around you and and how to have how to have a really positive energy in in you know in your in your company you know i think that's super super important Huge. Absolutely. Yep. So, um, as you know, I, I have this self-inflicted time limit on my podcast because I, I always feel like I, I want people <laughs> to like have these quick, you know, like quick audio clips when they're when they're driving somewhere. And usually 20, 25 minutes is a good time. But is there is there a, a piece of brand advice for for founders, uh, may, maybe especially, you know, in, in consumer packaged goods or, you know, like founders that can relate to your story? Do you have any advice for them as a takeaway? Like one thing where you just say, look, definitely do or do not do this as it relates to branding? Well, I would say it's really important um, when you're hiring a designer that, I mean, obviously I was super lucky, but super important to have a design company that gets who you are and has the, a similar excitement level for your product that you do. And that, that uh, excitement First, it has to start with you, but if the designer has it as well, they can feed off of that, and it's going to make a big difference in what what gets created. 
Wonderful. So so true. So true. Like you never want people to work for the money. You want people to work because it's a shared it's a shared passion, and it's going to be such yep. a such a good result based on it. Yeah. So, exactly. So, um, Chencha, li- listeners who fell in love with your brand um, just now, which I'm sure there's going to be hopefully most of them, um, <laughs> what, what would you like for them to be doing right this minute to support and benefit from uh, from Dr. Chinchers? Sure. Well, of course, follow the Insta. You know, that's big. Is We're it at Dr. Chinchers? Yep, it is. And as well, if you go to our website, you can join the Coco Club and you always get 15% off everything and just fun updates. Nothing obtrusive, but an email every once in a while about new things happening. So that would be very helpful for us. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Ginger. We were really fortunate to have you. Oh, thank you, Fabian. It's been really fun. I appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you do like what you have heard, there is so much more where this came from. So please hit that subscribe button and give the show a quick rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It sure is much appreciated, especially with a new podcast trying to swim in a sea of podcasts. Um, If you want to turn your venture into an admired brand, keep listening to this podcast. But I also still have a special podcast offer for you where you can get my new book on exactly that subject for six bucks at tinyurl.com slash Fabian's book. The Hitting the Mark theme music was written and performed by Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark.